Welcome to Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I'm your host, Kena Paranjape, the founder of All You Are, a women's lifestyle brand, an entrepreneur, writer, and mother. This podcast is all about stepping into all you are. It's about reconnecting to your inner voice so you can hear the whispers of your true desires and cultivate the courage to create the life that is meant for you. Your dreams are your soul's voice. They are worth your time and attention. Now head out on that solo walk or settle into a cozy spot with a favorite beverage and join me. I can't wait to meet you. Well, hi there. Welcome back to another episode of Be All You Are. In today's episode, I am sharing a workshop that I hosted last week as part of a series called Clarity, Confidence, and Courage. And you can actually go back and the last three episodes focus on those three specific topics. But in this week's, I am uh, recapping all of those three pillars and three steps to creating or manifesting anything that you want in your life. So again, um, it is clarity, confidence, and courage. And we are going to dive deep into that in this week's episode. I also wanted to share that doors are open to my six-month group program for women called Be All You Are. Be All You Are is for women who are done playing small, who are done following someone else's definition of success, and who are ready to embrace um, stepping into all they are, stepping into the full expression of themselves, and are ready to go on the adventure to become all they are meant to be and to feel the maximum level of fulfillment and freedom and joy that we can possibly feel. And really, what else is there? So I hope that you will enjoy this episode. I do share more details about the program. There is um, a link to learn more about Be All You Are as well, right down here in the show notes. So if you head down there, you um, can learn more. We are kicking off next Thursday at noon, so just over a week from now. And I can't wait to see you there. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. But for now, enjoy this week's episode. All right, so where have we been? What where have we journeyed through the last few days? So Monday we talked about courage. Tuesday we talked about cl- uh, confidence. Sorry. <laughs> Monday we talked about clarity. I'm getting my three C's mixed up. Tuesday we talked about confidence and Wednesday we talked about courage. So clarity. Why does clarity matter? Matter because Clarity allows us to set the direction for where we want to go, right? And we talked on Monday about how getting clear on what you really, really, really want, like what your heart desires, what your soul is craving, what you are longing for requires getting quiet because there is a lot of noise out there. There's like what your neighbors are doing. There's what your peers are doing. There's like what people on social media are doing. And it can be very noisy and hard to cut through all of that and really focus on what it is that is right for you. 
And so we talked about how that requires getting quiet, right? It requires taking time for yourself to reflect. It requires, you know, either talking it through with somebody else or journaling what you're feeling so that you can get to the root of what you really want. And this is not about, you know, what your ego wants. It's not about um, keeping up with the Joneses or doing as well as that person or impressing somebody. It is about what your higher self is calling you to do, right? That part of you that knows that you're meant for more, that part of you that really believes in your potential, that's the part of you that you want to listen to. And again, we need to get quiet to hear what she has to say. And the other thing that I want to say here is don't get hung up on being crystal clear about exactly what it is, because it is a journey, right? That there is a journey that we go on towards clarity. And sometimes, and I think that Kristen brought this up in the chat, um, is that sometimes starting with what you don't want is okay. Like if we can just have this clarity around what we don't want, that starts to lead us down the path towards what we do. So that's what we did on day one. We talked about clarity. On day two, we talked about confidence. So we learned that confidence is really just a mindset, that it can't be taken away or given to us, although it may you know, wax and wane depending on what's happening in our lives. If we get a promotion, our confidence gets a boost. If we let get let go, our confidence takes a dive. But really, confidence is about a mindset. And there are ways that we can cultivate that mindset. One of the ways we talked about was to look back at your history and not just what's on your LinkedIn profile, but look at um, all the things that you've overcome in your life, all the things that you've accomplished, um, because everybody has their unique story, right? So it's important for you to own yours. And that's another thing that we talked about, your story, being aware of the story that you're telling yourself about yourself. That is huge because there are the facts of what happened in our lives, right? Those milestones, like you can't argue them, this thing happened, then that thing happened. But what is the narrative that you are telling yourself about what happened? And so we want to rewrite that story and also understand that our story is not complete yet. So where do we want it to go? Where do we want our story to go? And if we look at ourselves as the heroine in a movie, where does her story go from here? And from there, we can build this sense of confidence because we know who she is, right? What are her values? What are her aspirations? What does she want to create in her life? And allowing our confidence to come from there instead of from a um, biased story of our past is what will best serve us. We talked about creating from the place of your future self. So who do you have to be in order to have what you want or to create what you want? How do you have to evolve and show up in order to create that? And you have to believe that you can become her, right? We talked about how confidence is CBT. So it's a belief in yourself and a trust that you can figure things out along the way. Um, but on the belief side, you have to believe that you can become the woman who 
makes that life happen, right? Who creates that end result or that outcome that you want. And this is a reminder that you are not the same as you were five, 10, 20 years ago, right? Like, you know how much you've changed, you know how much you've evolved. And the thing is, you won't be the same in another 10 years. But it's just a question of whether we are intentional about who we're becoming or not. Because the thing is, life's going to happen, things will happen, both, you know, good and challenging and all over the place, and we'll respond accordingly. But if we are intentional about who we want to become, then we're setting that course. We're not just like allowing life to happen to us and for life to dictate who we become. Um, And then yesterday we focused on my favorite topic, which is courage. And we talked about how courage requires action, right? And so, you know, if we sit on this feeling of having confidence, if we sit there and we don't move on it, then that's when our confidence starts dropping again. So we need to activate that confidence and start taking action. So confidence grows from continually making and taking those acts of courage. All progress in our lives require taking action. That's why we always talk in the group about how, you know, we can read all the books and we can listen to all the podcasts, but if we're not out going out there and showing up differently and and being brave and and uh, pushing outside of our comfort zone, then all we're sort of doing is keeping ourselves in that stuck place. I think it's also important to to understand that you get to define what courageous means to you. What courage courageous means to you is different than what it might mean to somebody else. And depending on your life circumstances and your life experience, you can decide what that next level of courage looks like for you. It's your own personal journey. The other thing we talked about when it comes to courage is to is to focus on the long-term gains in terms of what is on the other side of courage instead of the short-term sacrifices and fears, right? So yes, in the short term, there are things that we have to give up or we have to sacrifice or that we have to risk in some cases. But on the other side of that is so much good. And we talked a lot about what are those good things, a sense of fulfillment, a sense of freedom, sense of pride, right? These are, I think we had a list of like seven or eight things that are on the other side of courage. And then we also talked about three tools to start being more courageous today, right? And so um, there was the 20 seconds of courage. There was, um, what were the other ones? (laughs) <laughs> Can anybody help me with the other ones? There was three. There's three. Um, but we can we can come back to that. We did we did talk about it yesterday. I'm just totally blanking right now. It's okay. Um, all right. So I want to take a moment here to add a few more thoughts about making transformations in your life. What does it take to make a transformation in your life? And I just want to for us to like really look at this and understand what that means. And, you know, it's not a straight line to the right and up. It's not like you decide, okay, I'm going on this journey and I'm going to make this change in my life, whether it's career, relationship, health, whatever it is, your environment. Um, It isn't us. It's like 
anything in life, it's not straight up and to the right. You know, you'll take a few steps forward. You'll take a few steps back. You will um, face resistance. You'll face discomfort. You'll have some huge wins and feel really excited. But over time, you'll look back and say, wow, I can't believe how far I've come. And I'm sure that as you look, you know, look at your life now that you've experienced those moments. You've experienced those moments where you look back and say, wow, I was in that place and now I'm here and it's so amazing. But when we have the awareness that we can create those ourselves, that we can intentionally create those, it's so powerful and it's so fun because we get to play, right? We get to play and explore with life. The other thing that I wanted to touch on is that transformations don't come without sacrifice, right? There is always um, something that we leave behind or something that we risk in order to transform into that next version of ourselves. We sometimes have to leave behind an old version of who we are, right? Like how other people see us, um, sometimes like our closest friends who see us in a certain way, and now we're showing up in a different way. It it often means that we have to leave behind old ways of thinking, um, and sometimes even people kind of fall away, right? To make room for more pe- for new people who are more aligned with where you're going. Um, I saw this meme on Instagram the other day, and I shared it because it very much aligns with what I'm talking about here. And it said, "Anything you lose by speaking your truth isn't a loss; it's an alignment." And so I would add anything you lose by living your truth isn't a loss, it's an alignment. So if you have to let go of old ways of being, of old ways of thinking, of a past version of yourself, of old stories, right? Like we are, we hang on to our stories. Um, But in order to transform, we have to be willing to let go of um, our old stories. And then the last thing I want to say about making transformations is that transformation, making transformations is so much easier when we have support and community and that we're not doing it on our own. And I think that as women, especially, we have gotten into this space where we we do handle a lot on our own, right? We have our careers, we have family, we have Um, our own personal challenges. Some of us are managing young children and at the same time, maybe aging parents or a relative that's ill. And it's a lot, right? And I, I know that we can go so much farther together when we're supporting one another. Um, You know, when my husband passed away um, in 2014, when I was 38 years old, I am going to just like be very transparent and share the story with you. But my, um, I, I received some life insurance money um, after he passed and everyone sort of said to me, you know, you should, um, you should buy a condo. You should take that money and invest in a condo. And I, first of all, had no interest in investing in a condo um, at all because I just didn't know where I was going and what I um what I needed or wanted. Um, but one of the best things that I did was I began investing in myself. Like you are your greatest, the greatest investment you will ever make is in you. 
And I invested in my own healing, in my own growth, and in my own development. And it's honestly the best investment that I've ever made. And I can tell you at this place where I am in my life, I feel the most free. I feel the most empowered. I feel the most excited about the future. And I know I'm not even close to being done. And I'm still investing in myself. Um, But the biggest thing is that we don't need to do this alone. We can do it together. So... Oh, and thank you, everybody. I love that you are actually, you actually, this was like landing with you and resonating. Yes, inspired action in the kind person tool. Thank you, Sarah, Ashley, and Michelle. Thank you so much. That's amazing. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, so what do I want to convey to you today? I want to convey to you that you can transform your life or an area of your life that you really want to change you can decide that what you want, um, you can decide what you want instead of just settling for what you think you can have. That's a big one. You can decide what you want instead of just settling for what you think you can have. And you can decide, I'm going to have this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to experience this. I'm going to feel like this. This is all up to you. You can make that decision. Because once you decide, you commit, right? Once you decide, you commit. And when you commit, you will make it happen. You can't see the path towards what you want until you commit to having it. It's a very ironic thing because people want to know, yeah, but like, how am I going to get there? I mean, it's not even possible. It doesn't exist, right? Like that job doesn't exist. That relationship doesn't exist. But I'm telling you that it starts with you committing that I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that ideal job. I'm going to have that relationship. I'm going to have that home that I want. Whatever it is, whatever it is for you, it has to begin with you committing. And once you commit, the wheels start turning, you know, things start moving. You start to see things that you couldn't see before because you weren't committed before. And I really believe, and we do a lot of this work, you know, um, quantum physics and the law of attraction, and we do a lot of um, understanding of that kind of work as well, is that once you commit and decide, I want this and declare it, then you're no longer working towards it alone. There are unseen forces or the universe or God or however you want to put it working with you. You are now co-creating what it is that you want, but it all starts with that commitment. One wonderful, beautiful way to make that commitment to yourself is by joining me inside Be All You Are. That's one way for sure. Okay, before I keep going, how is everyone feeling? I want you to type a one in the chat if it's resonating. If you have any questions, let's like start talking about them. Okay, so I have one, one. <laughs> nice. Okay, okay. We're getting some more ones, but it's okay if it's not. If it's if there's something that you have a question about, we are actually going to move into that section now. So I want to open um, the floor up to your questions. And this is like an ask me anything 
ask me anything session. So you can ask me about what we've covered in the last few days. Like if there's something that you're unsure of, you can ask me um, something um, that you're going through in your own life or that you're struggling with. Um, You can ask me about my life's journey and, you know, anything that I've shared that you have questions about. Um, And of course, you can also ask me about the group program, Be All You Are. So let me know what's on your mind. I do have some questions that were sent to me, so I can always answer those as well. I'd love to hear from you. Sarah asks, how did you evolve, take steps from transitioning from your career to where you are now? Yes. Okay. Great question, Sarah. And I am going to go back a little bit further and say that I have always been um, someone who um, feels inspired to do many things. And uh, even when I want to go back to like when my husband first got sick and we moved back to Toronto, we were living in the Bay Area in California and we moved back to Toronto and I got a job at Joe Fresh, which is a big uh, for the Canadians on the call, you know what Joe Fresh is. And some Americans may also know about Joe Fresh was a big retail brand. And I started working there as managing the women's business. And I felt so creatively depleted and I was taking care of my husband and I just needed something that was for me. And I started writing a blog. So I started writing this blog called In Life and in Fashion, and it was my creative outlet and it gave me so much joy. And for me, I think that was the beginning of um, always finding ways to nurture, you know, this like feeling that I wanted to create or that I wanted to serve. And so through the years, you know, I was always writing. Um, There was a point when I owned um, a startup called Bricka that I, we had stores and I started hosting uh, workshops within the stores. So I started hosting a workshop um, on um, writing your own manifesto and on unlocking your creativity. And through all that dabbling, right, I was slowly building up this other skill set. And even while, you know, I've mentioned that my last full-time role, I was the VP of brand and merchandising at Houseplant, Seth Rogen's uh, cannabis company. Even there, I was doing things on the side. So I would host a virtual workshop called Rediscover Your Inner Spark. And I started doing all these things. Um, So I had kind of irons in the fire, but without a sense of what I was going to do with them. And then when I started to get that feeling that I was no longer in my purpose and that I was meant to do something else, I, um, I, I basically talked to my employer about going part-time because I knew that I wasn't in a position to, you know, walk out and slam the door and be like, I'm starting fresh. <laughs> and so I transitioned to a part-time role and I started really building what I envisioned. And like, you know, I've said in this session is that it wasn't perfectly clear, but I had a sense. So I just started doing a little bit more and a little bit more and slowly started building. And then maybe six months later, I exited. And so I was now, you know, had left my full-time job. And um, then I took on contracts here and there. But I have to say, again, once I made the commitment, everything worked out, right? Like I called in what I needed to leave, to explore, to get better at what I was doing. Um, and 
make that transition. And so I really do believe that that is possible for everyone. Um, It may look different for you, but first you have to believe that it's possible. I hope that helps, Sarah. Um, Femi, you're welcome. When you get rejected and your confidence gets a hit, what tools do you have to get back up without going into victim mode? Yes. So first I will say that I think it is normal to go into um, victim mode, right? Like it's normal to um, feel woe is me for a while. And I think that, I think that's okay. And I think that that's natural. Um, One of the things that I heard once somebody say is that they just set a time limit on it for themselves. It's like, okay, I'm going to feel really, really bad. I'm going to like let myself like wallow in this for a little while, but then I'm done. And then I'm just, I'm not, I'm done now. And so now I'm moving on. And then I think it's, again, deciding what story you're going to tell yourself about that rejection. Um, One of the things I love to say is that it's not a rejection, it's a redirection, right? It's It's a sign that that wasn't meant for you and something else is. So to look at it as like, okay, that door closed for another one to open. So it's your job to look for that next open door um, and see it truly as a redirection. And I also think that, you know, we don't know what would have happened if we'd gone through that door. Not every room is meant for us, right? Like I'll often say that to women who are in a job where they feel like they're not seen or valued. I'm like, maybe you're part of it could be that you're in the wrong room. And you need to close that door, leave, close the door and go open the door to another room. Um, I hope that helps Femi. Let me know if if it doesn't or if you need more. <laughs> um, Michelle, I deplore narcissists, was married to one. Yikes, yep. Um, however, all narcissists who I know have an unwavering belief in themselves and potential in their mind unlimited. How can I overcome my own self? doubt, self-limiting beliefs without the added arrogance. (laughs) Yes. Well, I will say that I don't think you're in any danger of moving into arrogance. I think that um, as women, we're so used to being like super humble and super um, having so much humility that it in fact holds us back, right? Um, (laughs) Sparta loves this question, (laughs) Michelle. Um, And I think, I mean, there's a few ways to look at this, right? The first is, is it really humble to to allow ourselves to shrink? Is that really like serving anybody for you to be playing small? Who is that helping? Who is that helping? That's actually really your ego that's stepping in and saying, oh yeah, who do you think you are to do this, right? And that's actually so so getting to a place where you can feel like yeah i believe in myself yeah i can do this i may not know all the answers i may not know exactly how to you know how i'm going to take on all of this but i know that i can figure it out and i know who i am as a person and i know that when i'm in a room i have this effect on people and i know through all the experience that i have um you know, I have built on over the years that I have so much to offer and I'm bringing all that to what it is that I'm going to do next. I'm going to bring all that. And so it's almost like, um, you know, one of my favorite teachers says, instead of saying, who am I to do this? 
because we all often say that, like, who am I to do this, right? We say, who am I not to do this, right? Like if you are being asked to step forward, who are you to shrink back in the corner and not give your all? I hope that helps, um, Michelle. Um, Let me know, though. I want to make sure that I'm getting really to the root of your question. So let me know. Any more questions? Okay. All right. Um, Well, feel free to pop them in if they come up as we're talking. It's all good. All right. So I want to share with you now a little bit more about Be All You Are and what happens inside Be All You Are so that you really have an understanding of what the experience is like. And then I'm going to invite Jamila, who is a uh, Be All You Are alumni, to come on the call and share her experience with you. Um, It's been such a joy, you know, watching Jamila blossom and um, she's very lovely and you're just going to love hearing from her. So basically, Be All You Are is a six-month experience. And what we do is we meet once a week on Zoom for one hour. We have these weekly calls. It's, um, you know, again, it's not webinar style. Like we can all turn our cameras on. We get to know each other. Um, I set up accountability uh, partners within the group so that, you know, It can be sometimes intimidating when you get on a group call and you don't know everybody, but then when you're partnered up, it allows you to feel like, oh, I have this friend. I've had like a personal conversation with her already, and and it allows for more sharing within the group. Um, We have a code that is basically, um, you know, about what what is said in the room stays in the room, Um, like respect, no judgment of ourselves or of, of each other. Um, but other than that, not a lot of rules. We focus in those calls on new ways of thinking, right? Like we we think we focus on new ways of thinking and we do a lot of self-exploratory work. So journaling exercises, um, I ask you questions, we have conversation about um, a certain topic to sort of help you gain clarity and also overcome any resistance that you're feeling. Um, we have a private Facebook group. So in that group, I share, um, maybe it's like a meditation I came across that I think will be helpful or a podcast interview or, um, an article to read, or women in the group will just like share fun updates of, you know, something awesome that happened or a win or a challenge. Um, then I also bring guest experts on, so it could be someone who's focused on personal branding, because we all know that in this day and age, building our own personal brand is really important or someone like fun, like a personal astrologer who will, um, come in and really help, um, align your life's purpose with your birth date and all of that. So that's really fun. Um, I also provide recommended resources. So book lists, podcast interviews to listen to, all that align with what we are reviewing together in the program. Um, I often lead the um, sessions with a meditation, a short one, just to sort of ground us and, and bring us all together into the space. I give you challenges and assignments that are not meant to be uh, another item on your to-do list, but are again, as we talked about on the first day clarity, meant to 
give you a moment to pause and for you to find time in your schedule for you. So whether that's a Sunday morning or whatever works for you, for you to have a reason to sit quietly with your notebook and give some thought with these exercises. Um, I can't tell you how incredible the women are that are attracted to this program and enter this program. And now we have this alumni network, which is amazing. So there's a lot of connecting and networking that happens um, naturally. But then also I facilitate a lot of that too, because I know that um, I just, you know, I have a knack for knowing like who needs to meet who. <laughs> um, and then it all sort of culminates with the Be All You Are Manifesto, which is like a guide for all of us women um, to remind us of who we want to become, how we want to show up in this world and what we want to create. Um, so that's sort of like the details of the program. And then just to give you a sense of what we talk about. So we've obviously talked a, a lot about it this week, right? Clarity, confidence, and courage. Um, we talk about tuning into the whisper of that inner voice. Like how do we tune in? Um, we talk about self-image. So we talked about like the uh, story of of how we see our life up until this point, but also the story we tell ourselves about who we are. That's huge, right? How we see ourselves determines the actions we take. And so we need to look at how am I looking at myself? And I think, Michelle, your question um, was like a very, you know, important one. And we we would address those types of questions in a deeper way in the program. Um, and we also do the work of like, well, who do I need to become to be that person who can like walk confidently into her into a room and say what she thinks right um because you have that inside of you so it's not about becoming somebody you aren't it's about becoming a fuller version of you it's about becoming the fullest expression of you and i'm telling you this is so much fun <laughs> so fun i remember one um one session where a woman who was like you know, a VP at a company, she's a mother, she got on the call and she was like, this morning I told my children to make their own lunch. She was like, I have so much going on today. And I always feel like I need to like do everything for everyone. And this morning I told them, make your own lunch. And I walked out and I got on the Peloton <laughs> and we were all cheering for her because it's honestly those little actions that change how we see ourselves and how we show up in the world. It's like micro actions, right? Um, we talk about getting clear on our values, like what's really important to me and how do I build a life based on what's important to me? Um, and then we talk about things like making quantum leaps, right? Because um, yes, we can go from A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and we can take all the little steps and make incremental improvements and incrementally get there. But there are those opportunities to take giant leaps and to just like, you know, accelerate your progress. And I think this program is definitely a way to accelerate your progress. Um, and then we talk about how you face those feelings of discomfort, right? Like if we want to grow, we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Does that make sense? I'm going to say that again. If we want to grow, we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and there is so much power in being able to sit through our own discomfort to get on get to the other side. So this is just 
Some of the things, I don't want to overwhelm you because we have lots of time to talk about this more, but I wanted to pause here and ask if there are any questions about um, the program itself. Any questions? No? Okay. All good. All right. Um, I am now, hopefully Jamila, are you are here. <laughs> there she is. Jamila, I'm going to bring you on now. There, Jamila. I need to turn your video on for you here. Jamila, I think you have to turn your video on. I don't know if I can. Um, it's saying unable to, it says the host had stopped it. So okay. I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. Change panelist appearance? No. Sorry, change panelist appearance. You try. Oh, Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry about that, everyone. Thank yeah. you for your patience. <clears throat> Hi. Hi, Jamila. Um, hi. Um, <laughs> so great to be with everyone today. And uh, yeah, so um, before I kind of get into um, my experience with the prog program, I wanted to just give a little bit of background as to where I was at and um, also how I met Kena. So starting with that, um, so I met Kena over 20 years ago through a mutual friend. Um, someone we're both very close to. So I would say like over those years, I've only met up in person or talked to Kena a handful of times, but always felt like I had a connection or I could, you know, there was, I could definitely relate. Um, and over the years, I've always kept up with what, um, what she was doing and followed along on the sidelines. Um, I wanted to tell a quick story because um, Kena, you talk a lot about all the different things you've done, but there's something that while I was preparing for this yesterday that I remembered and wanted to share. So um, some of you may not have heard heard or have been aware of what one of Kena's first actual businesses was, um, a handmade jewelry company that she started <laughs> when I first actually met her. Um, and at that time, I was uh, I had started a chocolate business. And so um, I was making truffles for weddings and events, and I don't remember all the details, but I, I do know that the two of us had an event together. I think it was for Valentine's Day, where you showcased your jewelry, and I, I sold my chocolates, and we had... Um, so anyways, that was one of my first kind of um, experiences with that, and I, I, it, I had kind of blocked it out I of my I totally notes, forgot but... about that, Jamila. Yeah, right? I did too, until yesterday. And then I was like, wow, how did I not ever bring this <laughs> up again? So anyways, the point of my story being that when I think back to that time in my life, I remember how passionate and fulfilled I felt every day. And I was, I was so happy. I felt like I was doing something I really loved. And although I was trying to learn how to start a business and market it and do all these things like it it just felt really fulfilling and and so I don't know that was a story I wanted to tell and um of course fast forward a few years I um I moved back to Vancouver I got married I started working as a clinical dietitian in a long-term care home um which was kind of what my background was educationally um this allowed me to continue my chocolate business on the side um then, of course, life happened. Um, I had my son, who is now 13, um, and I got focused kind of on finding balance so I could be there for him. 
Um, and I went into sales because I thought, okay, this will give me some flexibility in my days. Um, I worked um, hard over the ne- like the next 10 years, kind of working in sales um, with no business background at all. So there was a, there was a time where I kind of started something new without any previous knowledge of any of that. Um, and then in 2018, my, my daughter was born and, and then of course the pandemic happened. So over the last few years, um, you know, I got several promotions and last year I got what I thought would be my dream job in sales. Um, it was a director of sales role at a nutrition startup. Um, you, you know, it was it was a product that was really helpful for people. So I thought, you know, this is um, this is going to be great. Um, but I was totally wrong. <laughs> I hated it. Um, I started to feel stressed and anxious all the time at work. Um, I worked with a team of men who would talk over me in meetings, leave me out of conversations. Um, it was just like a very toxic environment. Um, and I was so stressed that I physically started to feel unwell, which is never a good thing. So um, I definitely knew I needed a change and I wanted to do something that I really strongly felt like I wanted to do something that would make a difference in people's lives or help people. Um, I, I, for a short time, thought about becoming a therapist. And I was laughing because I was listening to yesterday's recording and Andrea, and I think she said the same thing. So <laughs> it's a funny parallel. But um, but yeah, that was something that, you know, I was like, I don't want to go back to school at this stage. And I really wasn't sure where to begin um, my sort of the next steps. So um, and then, of course, all these years, I would continued to follow um, Kena and her journey and always found everything she was doing very inspiring. Um, I subscribed to her newsletter from the beginning and, you know, the whole journey of starting Bricka and All You Are and would hear updates on Kena's life through our mutual friend. Um, and so during the end of 2022, I contemplated joining the Be All You Are program many times. Um, it just never felt like the timing was right. Um, but all all of uh, her messages really spoke to me and I often felt they were written for me. They really resonated. So then um, in January of this year, um, with no plan as to what I was going to do next, I quit my job. It was quite abrupt and, and impulsive, but I also felt like I had no other choice. I um you know, after missing out on quality time with my kids at Christmas, because I just couldn't disconnect from work, um, I had just had enough. Um, I needed to refocus my priorities and start on a new path. Um, and in that sense, the timing worked out really well to start the Be All You Are program in March. So um, what I realized after I quit my job was how truly unhappy I really was in that aspect of my life. Um, I felt unfulfilled, defeated. Um, I had an idea of what, what I wanted to do, but I was terrified and lacked confidence in moving forward. Um, so it was at that point that I started the program. Um, and I will say, I honestly didn't know what to expect or if the program would help me move forward. Um, I wanted to believe that it would, um, but I really couldn't envision what that would look like. So after starting the program, I really started to look forward to the calls every week. Um, the group of women were so supportive and kind, and I got to hear perspectives 
really different to mine, but also very similar. So, um, so yeah, it was, and I guess, um, you know, being in a, in a group with a mix of people who are just um, doing very different things a lot of times, but like, but so many similarities in how we were all feeling, I guess that was, that was really nice. Um, and I definitely loved all the different themes um, Kena had every week, um, all the probing questions that really help you figure out what you want to do and how you can get there. And I mean, sometimes I would sit there with the homework and be like, how do I answer this question? It's so annoying. But <laughs> at the same time, like I got so much out of it and it, it pushed me out of my comfort zone to really... Getting comfortable with the discomfort, Jamila. Exactly. That's, <laughs> That's right. Um, but, you know, while I was in the program, I never guessed I would end up feeling as motivated and confident and excited as I do now. Um, I, one of the things that um, I think came out of this was, was that I do believe that when you learn to follow your intuition, like really learn to take a step back and figure out what you want, you can get there. And um, so just a little bit more about what I'm doing now. So I've been super passionate about women's health in the last few years as I navigate perimenopause and all the fun things that go along with it, like probably many of us will or are at this time. Um, so during um, the BL BLUR program, I said um, that I want to work with women from a nutrition perspective and help them navigate um, this transition so they can feel their best. Um, I wasn't clear on how I was going to do this, but I really you know, felt strongly that this is what I wanted to do. Um, and I'm happy to say that I'm on my way to doing that. Um, I'm working with a colleague who's super supportive and someone I've learned a lot from over the years. And um, I'm, I feel like I'm learning and growing so much every day. And it's exciting to be able to reinvent yourself, like kind of at any age and, and feel good about it. And um, about a week ago, I was writing my bio for the website. Um, and when I finished, I sat back and reflected on how the feeling I had in that moment was very similar to the fulfillment I, I used to feel when I first started my chocolate business. And so that's sort of how I, I knew I was in the right place because I was like, you know, it was like that validation I needed to, to tell me that like my intuition was right and that I'm, you know, do, I'm exactly where I need to be. Um, and then yesterday was an exciting day. My colleagues sent out my bio on her weekly newsletter. Um, within like four hours, I had 15 people contact me and um, most of them for menopause related issues, which is interesting because she's a gut health dietitian. And so that's kind of where I started my focus. But um, anyways, I, I, the point being, I think when you focus your energy onto something, you can really make it happen. So um, really exciting. Um, one more last thing I wanted to just mention was um, I do constantly hear Kena all of your messages in my head. So they really do stick um, things. And one of my most favorite ones from recent weeks is uh, if you want to live a boring life, be an expert. I know you did this as a podcast or something. I, yeah. That's like in my head all the time. Like it's like the constant learning. Um, you, you don't have to be stuck on like I'm the best at this and there's nowhere else to go because there always is. I believe that. Um, I think also things like taking a quantum leap and, um, you know, uh, and, and just some of the, the sessions that really resonated with me were like the, 
really picking out our values and how we want to live our life. And I still think about those things all the time, like thinking about how I had said, I just, I want to be authentically me. And and like, I, I do things based on the fact that I had stated that, you know, and so, or that I want to live an empathetic life and, and, you know, helping people obviously helps me do that. And so, yeah, so um, that's, yeah, that's kind of my story. And thank you for letting me share it because like I said, I was terrified when you first asked me to do this. There's another thing that's, <laughs> yes, that's the other me out of my comfort. Yeah. Because probably I would have said no in the past, but I, um, you know, the confidence that I got from doing this program, um, made me rethink it and say, well, no, I, th- I can do this. So, Oh, see, Sarah says, I love your story. Thank you for sharing Jamila. It's so, I mean, it's so good Jamila. And it's, it's, um, you know, obviously we've been in touch since you've, you know, and I've been cheering you on all along, but it's so nice to hear your story in that way. And, you know, it made me think that like, oftentimes when we get this feeling of like, like something's not right and I want more for myself. And I actually like feel like I deserve more, right? Like there's like also just owning the fact that maybe you, you should realize that you deserve more. Um, and when people get that feeling, I heard this like hilarious take on a podcast. And I think it's so true is that often when people get that feeling, they'll do things like, well, I think it's time to renovate the kitchen or like, maybe we should get a dog or, you know, like there's always like some external outlet to distract from the fact that you're feeling this sense of stuckness or unfulfillment. It's like, instead of actually addressing what's going on inside of you, it's like, let's get distracted by doing this project or that project or, you know, bringing on a dog because we just need more things to take care of. Right. (laughs) Um, So I think that that yeah, it's folding laundry. <laughs> um, so I think that, you know, betting on yourself is, is such a, is such like in and of itself, when you decide that you are going to invest in yourself, you're already showing up as a different person, right? Like when you decide, like, I'm going to do this because I, I deserve it. That right away, you've become, you've had a mini transformation in that moment. Um, thank you so much, Jamila. Let's see if I can like get you, um, off camera or if you need to stay on camera with me, I don't know. <laughs> I think I tried to make you a host, the host again. I don't know if that worked. Did okay. I, did I make I think you? you might need to, can you, can you try I thought it? I, I thought I just did, but maybe I didn't. Um, okay. let's see if anything, maybe we just turn off your video. Taylor says, thank you for sharing Jamila. Well, okay. I'll turn off my camera because I can't okay. see anywhere that I <laughs> okay I thank mean you can stay on camera but you might feel yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay thanks uh thank you Jamila so 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 much um Jamila is awesome but I think like also the point is is that when you come into be all you are you are connected to all of these amazing women um and I host alumni you know like virtual alumni calls and things like that as well so there really is an opportunity to connect um, and plug into a community. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, enrollment is open. It closes on Monday night. Um, there are bonuses if you join before Monday night, including a 45-minute one-on-one session with me. Um, for alumni on the call, um, I have a special offer for you if you want to come back in, because as you know, I've made a lot of changes. You know, the program used to be three months. It's now six months. 
Um, and I've really elevated the experience because, you know, it takes more than three months to make a transformation. Although many of you, Jamil and Andrea have done that, which is amazing. Um, but I do have a special offer for you. And I've also opened up more one-on-one calls over the weekend for those of you who haven't booked, or maybe you now have questions and want to reconnect. So um, I'm going to pop that in there. And then tomorrow, I'm excited to talk to you about tomorrow. So tomorrow I'm going to be hosting a mini session um, all about self-love. Um, and this also brings me back to your question, Michelle, because in order to believe that we can have what we want, we have to feel in our heart and soul that we are worthy of it. We have to like love ourselves enough to be able to say what I want matters. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm no longer going to put that on hold. And so tomorrow I'm going to lead you through a mini self-love masterclass, Um, that I think is going to be really valuable so that as you move into getting clear on what you want, um, you have this sense of worthiness that I deserve this. And then I also want to share that on Monday, I'm hosting a bonus workshop and that's going to be truly a workshop meeting. It's going to be very interactive session and we're going to do some vision casting. I'm going to actually ask you some questions like, I've mentioned that I do within the program and get you to start um, answering them. And I'm going to lead you through a little meditation and it's going to be a lot of value for you in, in one session and hopefully help you start setting up how you're thinking about what's to come in the next year. Um, so that is it. We are like three minutes away from 1 p.m. And I want to thank you again for being here with me. And I will see you tomorrow at noon. Bye, everybody. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found inspiration and use this podcast to start stepping into all you are. To hear more about the podcast, follow me over on Instagram at Kana underscore all you are. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Until next time, remember to keep exploring what it means to be all you are.